0: You've just entered the Storyteller.net Amphitheater. Amphitheater.
1: Amphitheater.
0: This is Sean Bavallo with the Small Tooth Dog Publishing Group in Arizona. I am the publisher, and I'm speaking today to Laura Packer, who is the author of a book that uh, is upcoming or may already be released when you hear this. And that book is From Audience to Zeal the ABCs of finding, crafting, and telling a great story. Available wherever fine books are sold. But you know, that that extends. And again, it's easy for people to say, oh, well, listen to those storytellers talking, but I run a Fortune 500 company. Uh, <laughs> you, you need this in your Fortune 500 company because mm-hmm. your Fortune 500 company is filled with human beings that's right human beings and these people have stories and you are speaking to human beings I did a lot of work in the pharmaceutical industry those are human beings you're shoving pills off on Mm -hmm. you know and it's like I do all the drugs and the regulations and all that but in the end it's a human experience it's a human
1: experience one of my favorite um favorite current favorite stories about doing organizational work was I was working with a pharmaceutical testing company Mm -hmm. and we were working on, and this was with their, their marketing group and sales group, marketing and sales. Yeah. And we were working on the story of why you care about your work, because if you know why you care about your work, you can do it more effectively. And one of the people there in that room said, I do the work for the paycheck. That's Mm. why I care about it. And which is a perfectly reasonable response. Mm Mm-hmm. So then, I suggested that perhaps with the the people she was working with in her small group, she think about she she share a story about why that paycheck matters. So not just well, we all need money to pay the the rent or the mortgage, right. but who is who is this really for? So she talked with them, and I noticed a little while later she was crying, which happens sometimes when people find that meaningful story. Yeah. So I went over to check on her. And she said, I know why I do the work. My son has a disorder and it was the testing from this company that identified this disorder and saved his life. Yeah. So all of a sudden she had her why. And so yes, these corporations are, are There are people in them. And when, when a CEO, when an upper manager understands how important the stories of those individuals are, they cannot help but become a better listener, a better manager, and the organization will thrive because people feel like they are seen, they're witnessed. It's vital for organizations.
0: It is vital. And sometimes the more, I guess my, my best illustration for this is a story similar to yours. Mm-hmm. That we were, I was working for a company that was a subsidiary of a major telecommunications company. And we specialized in a very particular piece of work that at times could be very human and rote and uh which was directory assistance hmm. and back in the day when directory assistance existed and somebody said what city please you know and i've taken 10,000 of those calls myself and so those are you really just fall into this this rote thing and so we were training people oh, this is back a lot of years ago this is easily 20 years ago or more there is a stereotype of who works in the operator industry, which in this case was true. It was really young people or in many cases, women returning back to the workforce uh, and many of them, not because that was their first choice. And so we were paying at the time minimum wage, which was, which was really low. It was like eight bucks an hour or something, but it was right for the time. Uh, and so one of the exercises that we did with people is why are you here? And you know, we, we'd give them fake money and give them eight dollar, fake dollar bills and say, lay this out here. And I said, what I want you to do if you choose to do it is to share with somebody else what those $8 mean to you. Hmm. Cause you're not, you're not here to answer the phone. Well, mm-hmm. you're, you're here for something else. Those were profound conversations. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. From people that are easy to dismiss and wrongly dismissed. And and to listen to these people talk about what those eight bucks mean
1: yeah.
0: uh, and how it, how it changes their family and, what, for many people, were living in poverty, and for folks who have more of a uh, inherent social advantage and don't really know what poverty is, for some of my trainers in particular, this was eye-opening. The idea that some of those households don't have toilet paper.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? That unlike many of my wonderful, wonderful trainers who are great human beings that had you know 72 rolls in their closet, I was working with people that were like, "I don't know how I'm going to buy toilet paper on the way home." Just profound it's,
1: stories. It's when we it's when we share those stories that we suddenly the other becomes no longer the other. Right. That's something we can understand. Right, right. Whatever that other may be, whatever the barrier may be. You've been listening to the storyteller.net amphitheater. All rights reserved. No part or whole may be reproduced in any manner for any reason without the express written permission of storyteller.net.